What's up? Welcome to the Part-Time Rockstar Podcast, episode 182, this week featuring Jackson and Patrick of the Austin area rock band Castle Club. Um, I first met them over Instagram and uh, wanted to get them on the show before this year's South by Southwest. Um, I featured a couple songs of theirs. One is called Death by Fire and the other is called Sleep Reaper. The guys kind of have a musical cosmology of all different genres. They got uh, a little bit of shoegaze, a little bit of prog and punk and heavy metal in their sound. And they have a couple albums out now. Um, you can check out all their stuff on Spotify if you like it. And uh, I also featured some of their links in the episode notes. So you can go follow them there. Keep tabs with them. I believe they will be announcing a few shows around town here shortly. But uh, yeah, we had a pretty fun conversation. So hopefully, if uh, your friends or fans of theirs, uh, you learned something new about them, didn't know before. Uh, we kind of talked about a lot of nerdy music stuff and then uh, our mutual interest in Lone Star Beer and P. Terry's Fast Food, among other things. So, uh, regardless, wherever you're tuning in from, thanks for listening and thanks for supporting local music and art. You can find the podcast on uh, all the socials and give us a follow or a rating. It always helps the reach of this thing. Um, but yeah, hopefully you yourself are doing all right, staying sane, staying positive, and all that stuff. In personal news and notes, all I really got to mention is I'll be playing Acoustic Friday at Jimmy's in Baltimore. If you're around town looking for something to do, come on and hang out. And then the last uh, three things I always mention is uh, Part-Time Rockstar Productions is the video arm of this podcast. We do all kinds of music videos and live content around the DMV. And then there's a Shopify store for the podcast with some koozies and t-shirts if you're looking for any of that stuff. And then finally, Truly Strings is the sponsor of this show. And uh, Truly Strings is the guitar shop out of Laurel, Maryland, where I take all my guitars. And Stevens the Luthier does a great job every time. But uh, yeah, without too much further chatting here, we'll get to the conversation with Jackson and Patrick. Fire it up. Let's do it. So, um, yeah, I guess we'll start with uh, your guys' names. I'm not sure who I'm talking to quite yet. Yeah, sure. Uh, my name is Patrick. Um, play guitar and vocals in Castle Club. Okay. And I'm Jackson, and I play drums in Castle Club. All right. So, Patrick and Jackson. Mm-hmm. Yes, sir. Sweet. Um, yeah, if I didn't mention it before, somewhere in the email, um, my name's Brett, 
and uh, I'm running this thing kind of out of the, the Baltimore area. Oh, I saw that. Yeah, I'm right? actually I'm actually grew up in South PA, so I know Baltimore pretty well. Okay, cool. And uh, you guys are now in uh, somewhere in Texas, Austin, right? Yeah, we're yeah we're in Austin. All right, sweet. Yep. Yep. And I imagine I probably found you through Instagram or something like that. I think so. Yeah. That's cool. Yeah, I just try to dip my toes into whatever scene is kind of around. Austin in particular, I guess, because like seems like I'm there a fair amount, um, whether it's for South by or not. Just kind of, I got a, a friend down there, so I'm, uh, you know, I don't know. It's, it's like a second. It's a vacation destination, whatever you want to call it. I'm there all the time. For sure, are you nice. coming down this year? Hell yeah! I actually got to buy my ticket. I need to do that like this week, probably. Yeah, we're we're gonna have a couple things going on. Um, I think we've got one or two booked for it, but we're kind of like everybody's kind of hitting South by booking right now. Probably over the next two or three weeks, so we're gonna try to lock down a full week's worth if we can. Hell yeah, yeah. Um, I mean, I I'll definitely plan on swinging through. Um, last year was awesome. It was actually my first South by, although I'd been to Austin plenty. I just uh, I kind of had not made it for that in particular. But it was cool because I ended up getting a couple gigs and um, I don't know if you're friends with like say Souls Extolled if you've heard of them, but we've seen them on a bill I think Jackson isn't that right? Uh, I couldn't say man. Yeah, I'm pretty sure they were on a bill with uh, with Nine Circle. Oh, maybe I want to say that they were on a bill with Sadistic Force and Nine Circle or something, but I could be wrong about that. Well, that'd be cool. <laughs> There's some cool bands. But, uh, where'd y'all play at when you're here? Well, they have a pretty kick-ass pool party. Um, Fuck yeah. That I guess happens most every year. And then uh, I ended up just picking up a random like acoustic gig on uh, 6th Street at the uh, the Nar Bar. Cool. So that was kind of my, my for- first foray. But uh, I will say I am, uh, I don't know. I'm jealous that you guys have Lone Star because I can't get it anywhere around here. Yeah, but you've got you've got uh let's see, what do you got up there? Oh, you know they just started carrying Yingling down here. This is probably yeah seven or eight months ago, but they just put Yingling in the grocery stores down here. So you got that, you got your uh Abo, you got your PBR. Yep. Yeah, it's it's funny at this point, like I feel like I've tried the barbecue spots a fair amount and I've just settled on subsisting on strictly Lone Star and P. Terry's every time I come down. I don't really I don't really go anywhere else or drink anything else. Yeah, I feel like lots of people do that around here. Also, P. Terry's is just dirt cheap. Exactly. It really is. It. You so got you good. gotta love it. <laughs> yeah. It's Dude, like, like it's like five things on their menu so like there's never a decision to be made really you know right like, yeah, yeah. yeah plus i got hip to their what you, breakfast what are you getting p terry's <laughs> i'm getting p terry's yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah the breakfast is pretty dope as well so yeah suffice to say obviously austin is uh an awesome town and uh you know good eating and drinking town and good for music too 
a little bit too good for eating and drinking, if you know what I mean. <laughs> yeah. A little bit too easy, I think. <laughs> yeah, I don't know if, if you'd have to just go full-blown sober at that point if you live there too long, but I guess people can handle it. Speaking of sober living, how was your New Year's? Uh, pretty good. I'm about to uh, start dry January here, I feel like. Yeah. Every year I say I'm going to yep. do it. Sometimes I, I do it, but usually I cave by like, you know, three days in. So I thought that Dylan was doing it. You're not on day two. Both of y'all were over here yesterday drinking. What are you talking about? <laughs> no, 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 no. I was, I, that was liquid death only at, at practice yesterday. What? Okay. One of you was drinking. Dylan was. It was probably Dylan, I guess. <laughs> it's fine. I'm officially starting mine tomorrow anyway. <laughs> A mostly dry January. <laughs> yeah. So. But, uh, but, yeah, I was, I was checking out uh, your guys' stuff um, today. It's, uh, I don't know what you call it, like Doom Rock, Stoner Rock, something. Something, I mean. And this, yeah, I would agree with something. Yeah, it's definitely something. Uh, I don't yeah. know, it's not like purely in any of those things, but. Yeah, we like to yeah. flip-flop around a lot. Yeah, I got gotta say, I forgot exactly where you guys were from, but as soon as I heard it, I was like, "Well, they might be from Austin." It was like, yeah. it just kind of, <laughs> I don't know. It seems like a lot of bands are kind of like, I don't know if they're. I guess it's the same way everywhere in every city. Like, there's maybe a slight, there's something to the sound that you just can't help it. But yeah. it seems like with Austin lately, there's a lot of like spacey music coming out of there like heavy on the reverb you know what i mean yeah i mean yeah, there's definitely, definitely there's definitely a lot of like dyke bands that are around town but also there's you know there's a lot of like straight heavy metal too and a lot of straight punk yeah um it's not all like indie rock and, and psych rock and stuff although there is a lot of that yeah it seemed like that was kind of the dominant force or has mm. been of late, but I don't know. Of course, there's still country and stuff around, too. There is, actually. Yeah, and there's there's a lot of, like, uh, like new, like, hipster country coming out of San Antonio and stuff. <laughs> yeah. New, new country. Is that, like, just a normal new, or is that, like, new metal new? <laughs> I think it's, like, new metal new, kind of, you know what I mean? <laughs> It's like rap country. We got but like, DJs and stuff. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. Some, it's like it's two two piece acts, like one dude with a guitar singing, and then one dude just scratching on the turntables in the background, <laughs> fucking going crazy. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. We'll see how it evolves, I guess. But um, yeah, just kind of looking at your guys. Uh, you know, Spotify, obviously, you got uh, All Hail the Hot Lakes, or Hot Lava, mm-hmm. uh, was the yeah. latest latest and greatest thing, and uh looks like maybe you've been releasing stuff since, I don't know, 2020, or 2019. Yeah, they're about, yeah, like late 2019, 
um, I think fall or winter. Yeah, like late 2019 somewhere. Yeah. And, I mean, been pumping some stuff out. I mean, it's not been a little bit. It seems like you guys definitely got material going. Um, yeah, we're trying to. I mean, honestly, like, the amount of shit that is recorded for us to put out, if I tried to explain it to you, like... <laughs> I mean, are, is one of you, is one of you have, like, does one of you have a studio, or are you guys just going going for broke? I'm definitely not going into studios. Uh, we record at our practice space. Yeah. That's going to be uh, my like, main, main question. Is like, you guys are either trust funders or you record <laughs> all on your own. Um, yeah, we have a, a little home studio where like our rehearsal space sort of is like our live room. And then in another bedroom, we have our, our like control room situation. And then uh, Pat also has a little recording set up at his place. And so a lot of times it, it'll be like a mod, mod, can't talk. It'll be like a, a collage of recordings like from his place. And then he'll bring it over here and we'll lay more stuff on top of it or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. Or, or like vice, vice versa. Like sometimes it'll be like something as a group at the practice space and then. Know, bounce files and like overdub at a different place and then bounce it back and erase all the overdubs because they suck ass and then do new ones and like yeah etc sometimes you know the cats erase all the overdubs oh my god yeah we actually <laughs> this was, yeah we actually had a uh, cat uh, we're, not, we're not we're not here to play the blame game yeah. Uh, but uh, a cat found its way into the control room, and the Jackson. What is that task cam? That it wasn't the three eighty eight. No, it's the task cam model twenty four. So it's like a yeah. digital multi track recorder, which apparently was like left on, and then cat jumped on top of it and like armed some channels and recorded <laughs> over <laughs> like fifteen minutes worth of music or so. Yeah, Damn. sucked. Pretty, yeah, pretty like cool. erased like pretty all cool. the guitars, all the bass. <laughs> it's like just random channels. So we like you, went back to listen to it. We're like, this doesn't you sound how it did before. Command Z. You well, that's no, the it's thing. like a standalone multi-track recorder. Oh shit. Um, and I think there might have been a way to try to restore it, but like immediately we were trying to do it without reading the manual, like smart boys and we were just like well maybe we can just turn it off because we like didn't save the thing so maybe you just turn it off turn it back on and it'll revert back to the last state but that's not how it worked so yeah yeah basically after we did that we then opened the instruction manual and went to recover lost data and it was like the only thing you can do to permanently fuck this is turning it off (laughs) yeah pretty much (laughs) yeah What's the uh, what's the cat's name? Did he get a song out of it after all that? After all the carnage? <laughs> Rigby, nah. nah. He didn't get a song out of it. it. Nah. <laughs> <laughs> he gives us like at least twenty percent of all of our Instagram content, so like That's true. But at the yeah. end of the day, like he he erased half an album, so I don't know. 
yeah, it's funny you mentioned that because, like, um, one of my buddies has a music video with, like, probably, like, a million plays or something like that. And um, his top video, of course, though, is uh, his cat swatting at the disk drive when he pops a CD in and out. And that's, I mean, got, that's, like, like... that's got, like, millions more views, which is... Of course, yeah. You know, awesome. <laughs> My my general rule is as long as I can get the cats in the vicinity of an amp or a guitar, then it counts as content for us, and therefore it can be posted. Definitely. Or, you know, general vicinity of our merch or something Castle Club related. <laughs> yeah. I uh, watched one of the music videos, the one where you guys are smashing up Lone Stars. I didn't see if the cat made it into that, though. <laughs> Probably not. Um, I don't think that they're in any of those. Um, yeah, we shot most of those at Dylan's old place. Yeah. Um, he didn't have any pets, though. <laughs> yeah. I mean, there were animals. There were animals living inside of the house, but. Uh, no. So. Isn't there a dog? Oh, Ollie, Ollie would come visit. Okay, he didn't live there. <laughs> yeah, that's cool. So, yeah. Um, when's the next show? Or, like, how often are you guys playing out? Um, it goes in phases, you know, because we tend not to be able to... We, we tend to try to separate recording and... Uh, practicing rehearsing for shows so if we're going through we're trying to record a bunch of stuff or work on finishing videos and stuff like that we'll probably lay off for a month or so but right now we're kind of like going into show mode because Southwest coming up so we have three this month um we've got i think one in fe- <clears throat> one in february and I'm not even sure how many in March. I think two or three in March as it stands now, but we should have a few more the week of South by. So, I mean, like when we're in show mode, probably once or twice a month. Yeah. And, uh, yeah. How many people you say are in the, in the band normally? How many people are in? Yeah, there's three. Okay. Yeah. Are y'all, are you guys able to like sort of support it equally or is there like, one of you that's like fronting, you know, all the uh, P. Terry's and tacos and beer and gas <laughs> or whatever. Um, I mean, I mean, I feel like we've all paid for something here or another out of pocket, but for the most part, it's just paying for itself at this point. Yeah, I mean, like, yeah, we're kind of in this this space where, you know, we we enough from payouts from shows and from merch that I can kind of pay for more merch, I can pay for gas, yeah. fix equipment, stuff like that. Um, but I think we all are all able to support it in different ways. You know, like Jackson is kind of recording man. Um, he's got the studio set up in our rehearsal space. Yeah. Um, I'm you know, kind of a raw idea person come in with, you know, riffs or ideas for songs or 
lyrics or an idea for you know, like an album or something like that and then we kind of work it together um i think like we we all kind of like supported in in different ways you know and yeah i mean just yeah. like in any band you know like we'll a lot of everybody's we need kind of got a function or got a job that they do you know yeah totally um i think that like we all like to we all like to call the other two the charismatic ones but i think dylan is the is our charisma man yeah he's uh, uh yeah he's definitely con- the one conversationalist who's like willing to just go talk to people right and you guys are just... I guess it's what we're doing right now. <laughs> I was gonna say, yeah, like, that's why he's not here right now. <laughs> gotta get him on the line. Well, maybe you guys are just afraid to come out of the studio. So this is like your. That's what it is. This See, is I'm yours. technically like in the studio right now. It's not, <laughs> yeah. it's not that I'm afraid. I just don't want to. Right. So this is like your guys' socializing time. And he handles yeah, exactly. the yeah. other 98% of it, probably. <laughs> right. Is this friends? Um, is this what it's like to have friends? I don't know. <laughs> I only started this because I feel like it was just a really latent response to not having any friends in high school. So, could yeah, be. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I feel like that's but, what like most musicians and most bands like. That's the energy you know that like most bands give off. And like frankly, yeah. <clears throat> frankly, if a band doesn't give off that energy, like I'm just not gonna vibe with that person. I don't think, and I'm not gonna vibe with that band. Like, if, yeah. if I have any reason to believe that you weren't a fucking loser in high school, then, like, I don't know. <laughs> yeah, it is always kind of strange when I talk to somebody who is, like, you know, pretty well versed in uh, socializing and all that. And I'm just like, yeah, I don't know. What I, what I love about it is that, like, all the losers, all the dorks and the dweebs from high school we all think, found a way to create our own social hot like hierarchy amongst bands like especially like yeah a scene like austin like we found a way to like make a new hierarchy for ourselves it's weird but i i think there's something to that i like i think that there's some psychological reason that scenes like this can get so fucking weird sometimes I think it's because we were all fucking dweebs in high school. Yeah, probably. I mean, that's also part of get part of getting good at like an instrument or something. It's it's uh, really hard to learn scales and have the patience for all that when you actually have friends, or not to mention, you know, girlfriends or boyfriends or whatever. So, well, I mean, like for me, like I mean, I grew up in like pretty rural, like PA, so. Yeah. You know, in the early 2000s, it was like things came in waves and in phases, you know, like for a while, like Tony Hawk came out and everybody was like skating words. Yeah. I can't skate. Never could. Still can't. Then for a while it was like BMX. Then for yeah. a while it was paintball and everybody was playing paintball. And then like one summer, like everybody got guitars, you know, yeah. and Everybody else like gave that up the same way they gave up paintball and skating and BMX and whatever. But for whatever reason, that was the one that like it was like me and like four people in my town were the only ones that didn't yeah. stop doing that. Yeah, I, I definitely understand that for sure. Because like skateboarding is like something I truly tried, you know, with like every ounce of my effort at. And still like sucked a lot more than like some of my friends. <laughs> oh, yeah. 
but guitar that, was kind of like me. for me like guitar is kind of like the opposite for whatever reason like i feel like i didn't have to try as hard although i i definitely did you know right you know doing the whole learn to play eruption thing and locking yourself in your room until you you know fingers bleed or whatever <laughs> but i don't know something about it just came more naturally to me and i was like instantly better at that than i was like i don't know skating you know i never went through the eruption thing i don't know what it was i mean i was in a band in high school but i never never i mean you know it's really funny because to this day i still feel like i'm not particularly good at covering songs and well, this like went the be. other way like i just didn't i just like didn't learn other people's songs like i don't know what it no. was like i was the way that I came at it was always like doing my own thing and recording them. That was the thing that first turned me on about it was either just doing like boombox demos, and then yeah. I got the the four track task cam. Oh shit! Like that's when it really started to like click. I realized yeah. that you could overdub things. It's also funny you mentioned that because I, I definitely can relate. Have you tried to buy one of those things recently? Like, they're so expensive now. If you can find one that's working. I'm talking about the four-track uh, cassette recorders. I had one back in high school. I got it for like 50, 60 bucks or something. More. I mean, I used like a digital eight-track at first. Yeah. But it kind of functioned the same way, I imagine, that the cassette ones did. Mm -hmm. even, the, even those like older digital ones are hard to come by. Yeah. That... Reasonable price. They were a lot of fun, though. It, it's weird, like, looking back now that, like, I sort of gave up on all that stuff for, like, five years or more to, like, go get a real job and stuff. And now I've, like, come back to it um, with GarageBand and Logic and everything else. But, yeah, the, like, the first thing I think I ever did was me and my brother were, like, obsessed with Slayer and Pantera and all that. And then oh, yeah. the South Park episode oh, came oh. out where Slayer comes to town and, like, they murder all the hippies basically or cartman does so i was like oh oh yeah yeah there's yeah. like a hippie the jam, jam fest the jam band. yeah the jam bands all right. come in and then cartman's trying to like kill all the hippies or get them out of town and i was like that just needs to be a death metal song aren't so, they aren't they like aren't they like at one point like living in someone's attic and then, like, and it, like, yeah, they're like they're in the wallpaper. They like fall out of the, yeah, out of the wall of the they're house. Just like doing. everywhere, yeah. <laughs> Ridiculous. Uh, so yeah, like the yeah. first thing I ever recorded was trying to like come up with like some really heavy riffs and like write a song about that episode. And I was like super proud of it when we like actually got right. it done. That's fair. I. Yeah. uh some good I was like I was always like into Metallica and Pantera and that kind of stuff growing up for whatever reason like never tried to learn how to play any of it until like a year ago yeah it's like oh shit this, this is hard yeah yeah no it's, it's uh, yeah that's definitely how I got started my my neighbor was like six years older than me uh, and when I was and I got like my first drum kit and he like heard me playing and we were like already kind of friends but like after that he was like you know you're the you're 
the only dude that I know that plays drums, so you have to learn all of these Metallica songs so that I can have someone to play with. I'm like, all right. <laughs> yeah. I was already into, like, rock and roll and stuff that my dad had showed me, like, ACDC and Ted Nugent and whatever. And then he started showing me, like, Metallica and, like, Scorpions and Megadeth and, you know, all that. All the good shit. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I remember learning. I actually remember learning Lars parts on drums. So I played drums for a while. That's yeah, like, I I remember thinking, I was like, oh my god, he's so fast, it's so hard. <laughs> yeah. It definitely nah, is at first. Nah, nah, nah. Right, yeah, when you're like ten. Yeah. <laughs> there's always no, another drummer there's, and there's always another... when you're a beginner. <laughs> well, like even once you're not a beginner, like there's always somebody who's better than that every time. You're like, damn it. Oh yeah, of course. Like first it's like Hendrix, and then it's like get that dialed and then it's like Van Halen and then you get that dialed and it's like Dimebag you get that dialed and then it's like Steve Vai and then it's like ah fucking quit or whatever like or John <laughs> John John Petrucci or whatever you know what I mean it's like I, I give up or those Dragon Force dudes they're pretty good too yeah, at a certain point, it it all just turns to mush in my ears. I'm like, that's just you're playing too many notes in, a, <laughs> yeah. in such a short amount of time. Like, you might as well just yeah. play the chord. That's how my ears are hearing it, basically. Yeah. <laughs> nah, I don't know. Thing. But that doesn't thing... that doesn't impress the nerds and get you ranked up in the hierarchy. That's true. <laughs> uh, honestly, like in most places in Austin. If you try to play some Pantera Dragon Force, uh, I think you would be shoved to the bottom of the hierarchy. The, the only <laughs> thing I have to say about Dragon Force, those is one time. Pantera? Ago, one time. That. Maybe not Pantera. Uh, this one time, this was like years ago, it was like at a different project. I was playing a show uh, downtown, and Dragon Force was right next door. And like, these two venues like shared a wall, basically. Oh, I, like, I know what I, you're talking I, about. When you yeah, play at Cheerups, right? Yeah, it was at Cheerups, and they were outside at Mohawk. And uh, it's like sitting there having a conversation outside. Meanwhile, there's like thousands of people, and this dude absolutely fucking ripping like ten feet away. It's just <laughs> super bizarre. Yeah, it's just like surreal. Yeah. Yeah, you can definitely see a lot of weird shit in Austin. That's for sure. Um. But yeah, I figure, um, did you guys send over any particular songs? I, I don't know if I saw that yet. Yeah, yeah, I sent over a few. Um, sent over one from uh, our last release, which you just which you mentioned earlier, All Hell the Hot Lava, which we okay. are, we're calling it an album. It's four tracks, 15 minutes, but you know what? We're calling it an album. There's no it's rule. an album. It's an Sit album. Sit down and listen to it. EPs, that, what's an EP? You know, at the end of the day, like, there's no rules. Yeah, like, philosophical difference between an EP and an LP. But, uh, but yeah, in, there's also some tracks in there from our next album, which are which is unreleased, and those tracks are unreleased. We're going to put them out as singles throughout February, I think, and the album itself, which is called Three, uh, drops in uh, the first week of March, on March 3rd. Okay, cool. So, three, three, uh, album three. 
Hell yeah. Uh, which we we didn't even plan that, but the album is called <laughs> Three, and it's coming out on Friday, March third, which is three three. Yeah. All right. Well, it looks like it is indeed four songs uh, out of the four. We got Sleep Reaper, Bedhead, Wastoid, and Death by Fire. So, which two are going on here? Um, what do you think, Jackson? Oh, uh, I don't know. Go, going on, going on where? What's happening? <laughs> oh, right. So, was, yeah, technically, this is a podcast. If I didn't mention that before, so. Oh no, no, I got, I got that. We, uh, <laughs> are, are you just gonna like play one right now or? Nah. What, so like, the format is like I play usually one song at the beginning of the show and then one at the end. Oh, cool. All right. Um. Yeah. I would say do Death by Fire and uh, Sleep Reaper. All right. Yeah, that's what I was going to say, too. Any backstory behind either one, since they're obviously not about the cat? Yeah, I think uh, Death by Fire. Yeah, so this one, Jackson could probably illuminate this a little bit more, but my impression of this one is it was like right when COVID started, actually, so it's pretty old recording itself like most of the recording is pretty old and like we had to stop practicing obviously we had to cancel all the shows whatever whatever and uh had the notion that we should do like some remote recording you know do like an iso album type deal and yeah i i don't think i was specific but i was like Jackson, like record some drums and then like dylan just like pick a key just like put bass on it and then i'll put like guitars and synth and like percussion and vocals on it and we'll call it a day and in my mind i'm sitting here thinking that like it's going to be like just some really simple like motoric like noy like drone and i can just do whatever i want on it. like that's basically what i wanted to happen and then like <laughs> and then like a week later i get this file and it's like this insane shit that's like all these really specific changes and like time signatures and key changes and like uh, tempo changes and all kinds of weird shit and I couldn't wrap my head around it so it just kind of like sat for like a long time probably like yeah. six months or so and then yeah, so I don't remember finally, what the thing was because like you were doing your own quarantine I guess and then Dylan and I just immediately were like well we're not like, we'll quarantine from the rest of the world, but, like, our two houses are, like, in. Right, y'all right? were, were, like, bubbled up together. Right. <laughs> um, and so he was over here with me when we did the bass tracks of it. And, like, my good friend B had just given me this, like, conference call microphone that you're supposed to, like, plug into a telephone, it looks like. And I was like, let's try recording something with this. And so we just literally recorded, I think all the drums were just through that one mic. Nice and crispy. Um, and like, I, it was really just like a free form thing, which is why some of the changes are so weird. <laughs> like, I just sat down and played something. There's like one thing where it's like two phrases that are, one of them is a four bar phrase of seven that ends with a bar of four four 
and then the next one is just four bars of seven and just weird stuff <laughs> um so we, yeah we did that and then dylan like wrote some it was not just a drone motor <laughs> it's like yeah, pretty much real, the opposite yeah. of that it's like a lot of parts on top of it that kind of like matched what i was playing and we sent it to him and he was just kind of like what the hell guys it's like, what the fuck is this? <laughs> what do you yeah. want me to do with this? <laughs> oh, but, right. Uh, oh, no, it wasn't just that, yeah. though. It wasn't just drums and bass, because we also put some synthesizer and some recorder on it. That was, like, the first version of that song. Right. Some screeching atonal recorder. Of course. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but in any event, like I say, like, they kind of did this thing on their own which is not how we had been working up to that point. Like it was basically at that point, it was mainly me bringing in finished songs and like teaching them to Jackson and Dylan and kind of like changing them a little bit to fit the context of like a three piece, like rock and roll band. This was kind of like the start of us kind of actually being collaborative. Uh, so this is like that. all of Dylan. Cause we I mean, wrote all of that other album, even though we didn't put it out till later. Yeah. Yeah, I guess I, my timeline might be a little messed up, but regardless, um, they kind of did this own, their own thing. You know, Dylan came up with all these parts, and Jackson came up with all these parts, and then it sat, and then I finally put guitars on it, and then it sat for like another six months, and finally put vocals on it, and then it sat again for like another <laughs> six months, and then we weren't really sure yeah. what we wanted to do with it. Yeah, it was like, what do you even do with a thing like this? Um, so it basically just took a long time, which is like kind of becoming how we work more and more, but it's not typical for the way that I would work. Um, I wouldn't typically let things sit for so long, although it's that's becoming, I think, like our mode is to kind of like let things sit and see how we feel about them down the road instead of just like, bam, bam, just like put stuff out. Um, yeah. But yeah, so like this is kind of like, feel like this is like the proto first version of like how we were going to eventually sound it's kind of how we sound now um it's just like a very early weird like fucked up version of that i don't know yeah makes sense i guess um i guess the other thing i was uh curious about uh before we uh maybe wind this down here was uh the band name is that like a movie reference or something um, no, not that I'm aware of. Um, if it is, you know, let me know. But, um, yeah, I don't know. I, like, started thinking about putting together, like, a guitar band. I was making electronic music for a long time. But at some point in, like, 2017 or 2018 or something, I kind of, like, got this notion that I wanted to start playing guitar again. I yeah. started to record songs, like, not really being aware that it was going to be a band necessarily. Um, and then not even really necessarily wanting to release them, but just kind of like wanted to get back into writing songs on guitar and recording them, learning how to record stuff like a little bit better. Um, yeah, it makes sense. And then like by the time it, like I, there was an album that basically had come together. I was like, well, I do need a name for this. And I don't know. It's a D&D &D thing. I mean, we all play a lot of D&D &D for sure. Oh, okay. That answers my but, question. You know, it, it wasn't it's really. alliteration. It's alliteration, you know. So. Right. 
<laughs> That's the important yeah. part, yeah. <laughs> the important part is that it's alliterative. Yeah, D&D's coming back because of Stranger Things and all that, right? Yeah, we were there before. It was cool. Yeah, <laughs> I figured you'd probably say that, but, you know. <laughs> well, yeah. Um, obviously, it's been good talking to you guys. Um, this is kind of my, my general length of time I go for, but... Um, Hopefully, you know, like I said, uh, I'll cross paths and catch one of your guys' shows here uh, in March. Yeah, look us up. And, uh, we are planning on coming up there. Um, hopefully within the next calendar year. If not, you know, the one after. But we are planning on coming up there. We really want to play in Baltimore and D.C. and stuff, Virginia. Like like I say, that's kind of like my home turf. So, um, cool. you know, next, next time we're up there, we'll look you up. Yeah, I mean, um, definitely let me know. Um, right now, I have one festival for the podcast on the books in June in Baltimore. And I should hopefully have another one in PA uh, for the fall. So, um, if for some reason the stars align and you're uh, yeah. up that way or up this way for that, uh, anything's possible. We're in, uh, we're in PA. Uh, Lancaster. Let's see, that's, I mean, that's like an hour north of me, but yes, I know Lancaster well. All right. What part of PA would you say you're from? Uh, it's like south central, like right outside of Gettysburg, like five uh-huh. minutes from Maryland. Uh, okay, yeah. I was just up in uh, Cockeysville the other day. I was uh, <laughs> playing some pond hockey. Mm-hmm. So. Pond hockey, but. that sounds wild. It actually got cold enough around here, which is kind of rare. <laughs> but uh, you just jump in, it's you just jump into a lake and just throw hockey pucks at each other. Yeah, that's <laughs> kind of the normal way to do it around here. It's not normally. That's how you would do it in Texas for sure. Yeah, right. Yeah. <laughs> cool. All right. Well, yeah. Well, yeah. It's I'll, been great uh, talking with you, man. Thanks for having us on. Yeah, Appreciate I'll try it. to. Get this uh, out on the uh, internet here soon, and um, yeah, drop your like links and whatnot in there. So um, I guess if you didn't send me uh, all the links yet, maybe just do that, and then uh, should be good to go. Um, I think the only important one is probably Instagram. That's really the only thing we're on. We're not really on anything else. So I think well, I found I mean, Bandcamp though. The- yeah, I, yeah, I yeah. guess there's Bandcamp and Spotify. I'll send you links. I'll t- you know, like um, stuff with the music on it? Yeah. Well, like... that's right. <laughs> <laughs> Is that your cat? I know you want to you want to pump the cat up here, but... Um... We have to keep playing music. Can we just take pictures of cats? I mean, it's probably not the worst strategy. But... <laughs> probably get more engagement, honestly. Honestly, <laughs> Yeah, because I found your band camp. It looks like you have like a massive pile of cassettes on here. So um, maybe somebody out there wants one of those. I don't know. Uh, yeah, we got we got some tapes. Actually, there's uh, a new dead, there's, there's a new dead format because uh, last year uh, vinyl finally outsold CDs in the U.S. So now that CDs are a dead format, we're going to start releasing things on CDs. Yeah, it's true. It's probably like <laughs> way cheaper now. Finally, so it's not bad. And I'm actually 100 percent yeah. serious. We actually are going to start doing CDs. I mean, let me put it to you this way: we can afford it. So what does that say? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> not much. 
Yep, I will uh, probably see IRL, I would imagine. So, um, I'll text you though if I come up with anything I need to figure out. Right on. Ooh. All right. See you. Later. So, yeah, I want to thank Jackson and Patrick for coming on the show, and thank you for listening to the song you heard in the background. It's called Death by Fire. <laughs>